1: I feel like we need to begin this episode by talking about what we did last night, mm-hmm. which was we went to... We
0: ate too many quesadillas and then danced. Well, we <laughs> ate too
1: many quesadillas. You made quesadillas. Yeah. And then we went dancing. Right. But we went dancing at this place that has various dancing-themed nights yeah. over in Asbury Park, New Jersey. Yeah. This was the Gimme Gimme Disco... Yes. Inspired by the music of
0: ABBA. Inspired by the music of ABBA, ABBA, which we are both fans of. Oh,
1: the biggest. That's right. I mean, gimme, gimme, gimme all of the ABBA. That's right. Right? <laughs> so, um, well, I mean, we found this disco party on the way to Shenandoah, Shenandoah. when we were driving. Yeah. I was like... uh, there's going to be a 70s disco dance party mm-hmm. inspired by ABBA music. Oh, and we bought and the And you were like, right away. Um, getting tickets for right <laughs> <laughs> There's no I question. just like the car stopped on the highway. And it was like, yeah. you buy the tickets yeah, now. Immediately. Buy the tickets. So that happened last
0: night. Mm-hmm. And that was super fun. It was very fun. It was um, so this place that we have gone to in the past, they do a lot of like themed night dancing. The first one that they did like three years ago when they opened was a Y2K dance party, Mm -hmm. and it was a blast. Oh, it was such a blast. But when we walked in, it was literally like we got there right at the start because we were very excited, and I think we stayed the whole night, but when we walked in, the dance floor was literally like us and six lesbians dancing. That's right. Which is also the title of our shared memoir. Our shared memoir. That's right. Um,
1: Um, Asbury Park is is quite gay. Yes. And yeah. there are many, many members of the gay community that live in Asbury Park. Yeah, Men yeah. and women abound.
0: Yes. there, are. Mm-hmm. Um, and everyone in between.
1: And everyone in between. Right. So when we were going, when we were driving there last night, I was like, I wonder what the crowd is going to be like mm-hmm. when we get there. And when we arrived, it was mostly gay women. And I loved it. Yeah. I loved it. I mean, I don't really get to go to many bars, that are mostly patronized by gay women. Yeah, yeah. I had a blast. Yeah, it was a lot of fun. It was so much fun. I mean, okay, so other than just ABBA, He what dipped was into the 80s a little bit. Well, I mean, there was Bee Gees. Yeah. He played some Bee Gees. Yeah. He also played some... Donna Summer. Donna Summer. Yeah. He went into some Cyndi Lauper. Mm-hmm. He did It's Raining Men. Uh-huh. In which the entire room exploded, which right. I thought was interesting. I almost, <laughs> like... I was like, he'll probably do, like, one ABBA song and then two non-ABBA songs mm-hmm. and then do another ABBA song so right. he doesn't burn through the whole yeah. canon by, you know, yeah. the end of the first yeah. hour. I think I pretty much, like, nailed, like, the order of mm-hmm. ABBA songs. You're that just he was a gonna, soothsayer. I'm such a soothsayer. I was mm-hmm. like, he'll start with Gimme, Gimme, Gimme mm-hmm. because that's the name of the disco. Mm-hmm. I was like, he'll probably follow it up with Super Trooper mm-hmm. and then Vulevu. Mm-hmm. And then... I was like, then we'll be like an hour and a half in mm-hmm. and then he'll need to like rev things up with yeah. Dancing Queen. Oh, yeah. You Which just, he did. Like, have the oh, and take a chance on me. Yeah. He did all you that. You
0: change your mind. I'm the first No, nope, we don't life. have the rights to that. Right. No, thank you. <laughs> nope. Um, the highlight being also that um, there's a very like handsome, beefy security guard that oh, works there. And he was living and his life he was, life. Living for he was all feeling the fantasy of the, yeah. the skimmy gimme <laughs> disco. He was on stage, he was dancing, and usually he's very like, you know, professional, but he let his hair down last night. Yes, he did. He even like had a moment where he got two American flags and like did
1: he had a moment with the flags. Mm-hmm. He was like, I'm just gonna, you know. Mm-hmm world these like yeah. batons and god bless this mess and god bless that mess and america
0: is at the national
1: park, at the national park,
0: at the national park, follow, follow you, I'll follow you there. Hello and welcome to Gaze at the National Parks, the podcast. Gaze at the National Parks is a podcast that explores America's national parks by their trail.
1: We bring you one hiking trail in one national park, one park at a time. I'm Dusty. And
0: I'm Mike. We have just ended a month of exploration in Haleakala National Park, which is on the island of Maui in Hawaii.
1: And you could say two months of...
0: Exploration in Hawaii.
1: Yes. Yeah. The trails of the national parks
0: of Hawaii. And sometime on Kauai Kauai as well. Um, And we are actually back, way back on the East Coast for our next, basically, two months of exploration. Yes. Yeah. What park are we exploring now, Dusty?
1: Shenandoah National Park Shenandoah of national Virginia. Park.
0: Yeah. We recently took a trip to Shenandoah. We had visited before, but we had some time this past fall to really get down to the park and explore a lot more than we were able to um, when we were there the first time.
1: Mike, tell us a little bit about Shenandoah National Park.
0: Well, Shenandoah is a very long national park. It's hundred, about 100 miles long, a little bit more than that. But it's only about 12 miles wide at its kind of largest width an incredibly scenic park skyline drive is a road that basically kind of like is contained within the park we were on that several times throughout our time in the park and it gives you an incredible view of so much of the natural splendor of Virginia. Um, the Appalachian Trail actually runs directly through the park. Um, so when you're hiking, oftentimes you can find yourself on the Appalachian Trail, as we did um, for parts of our hikes, um, as that would be like the way to then link up with the the route that you were trying to get on. The park itself was established in December, um, December 26th. Nineteen thirty-five. So she's a Capricorn, just like you, mm-hmm. um, and you know that makes some sense there. There are several entrances into the park um, that can kind of get you onto Skyline Drive. We entered at uh, the Thornton Gap entrance when we like needed to get onto the drive on our second day of hiking. It's really kind of not that far from Washington, D.C. It's about a two-hour drive at most. It's about two hours. Yeah, I mean, if you're going very far into the south end of the park, it's obviously going to be longer. And there are three distinct zones of the park. There's the north region, the central region, and the south region.
1: And the thing about the way the park is laid out is that it really is very secluded. Like, they don't have a ton of roads riding through the park. They have Skyline Drive, which... When you arrive, most people are like, well, drive along Skyline Drive, you're going to see the most amazing views. But coming into the park, there's only just a handful of roads.
0: Yeah, I think it's like three. We were on like 211 a lot. There are parts of roads that go like into the edges of the park so you can kind of get to the hiking there. Like the, I'm going to call it the foothills of the park or the boundaries. But if you really want to get into the park, like Dusty said, it is just a few Roads that get you there. We started our trip from New Jersey. We left uh, kind of late on a Wednesday night from Robbinsville, Robbinsville, where we were able to park a car at a friend's house. That's um, right. Because we were we're both working girls. We had to leave Wednesday evening, and we had a lovely, lovely little drive. Okay. Down well, to Virginia. no, no, no. Hold on. Let's be yeah. real here. Okay. Let's be real about
1: why we had to park the car there. Yeah. Was because um. So you, as you know, live like. An hour, maybe like 55 minutes south of me, Mm -hmm. right? Mike was driving to Virginia and um, he didn't want to drive the hour back to bring me back to my house at the end (laughs) and then return. I mean, it does add essentially two hours of driving (laughs) to to the journey, so I understand it. Mm -hmm. So his suggestion was, well, when we're on our way back up, I'll just drop you off at a train station and then you can take a train to a train station near your house and then Uber home. And I was like, <laughs> yeah, not happening. Mm-hmm. No, thank you. Mm-hmm. Also, just drop me off yeah. in the middle of And then you can nowhere. live in squalor and live never have squalor. success as you told me. <laughs> right, exactly. Right. Yeah. No, that is why we did that. Yeah. No, it makes a lot of sense. So we parked the... I parked my car at our friend's house Mm -hmm. still, which is like honestly right on the border of Pennsylvania. So it was easy to do that. Yeah.
0: And then we just kind of scoot-scooted down to Virginia, which wasn't too bad. We were driving to Madison, Virginia, um, which was where we were doing most of our hiking around. It made the most sense to kind of stay there. It's about a half hour north of Charlottesville, um, to give you some context for where we were in the state. Um and Madisonville has a tiny little strip. Madisonville, of, just Madison. <laughs> right.
1: Madison has a <laughs> I tiny like, you, you created a new town. I did. Yeah. It's got a tiny little strip of downtown. It's cute. Like there's some tiny cuteness there. Mm-hmm. But it really is like a blip. Yeah. Like, I mean, you drive by it and that's that's that. Yeah. But yeah.
0: I mean there are people that live there. Yeah. And it was really very nice. We stayed at a really beautiful Airbnb. This woman that we stayed with had a really well put together house um, and we had a beautiful room that we were staying in. Um, She had a lot of very Interesting art on the wall, and I'm not saying interesting is bad, but like it was just very varied. There were a lot of horse paintings. There were a lot of specifically paintings of white horses, mm-hmm. which I talk was able to talk to her one morning, and oh, she was you like, did? You, "Oh yeah, secrets and lies." Uh, you didn't and tell minds. me about this. I she was like, "Oh, my mother horses. was an artist, and I inherited all of her work, um, oh. and so it was hanging up, and I really appreciated that. I did She too. also had a ton of plants, mm-hmm. so I think we assumed that she was a Libra." Oh, we did. Yeah. We I made mean, some I hard have, I've made assumptions. Yeah. That she's the Libra. <laughs> I've made assumptions. Lover of art and plants.
1: Yeah. So I brought trivia books. Oh, we didn't touch We didn't those. even touch them mm. the entire time. We had a lot to talk about. So. We had things to talk about. We had music to listen to. We had American we had horror,
0: horror Story to discuss. American Hoarder Story. Hoarder. <laughs> hoarder. American, American, American. Hoarder Story. Oh, my God. So That's a golden idea. There we go. Mm-hmm. You heard it here first, folks. American <laughs> Hoarder
1: Story. I yeah. know. Like you just find a witch living <laughs> underneath like the garbage and the couch. Yeah. <laughs> like her coven is like there. Anyway. <laughs> so. Um, I love this idea. I love this idea. Yeah. So uh, yeah, we had a lot to talk about. And like, yeah, we didn't even touch trivia books the no. whole time. No, the whole time. It was great. That's
0: right. It was great. So the next morning after like crashing, because we didn't get down to Virginia until like 1130. And we both crashed real hard because we'd both been... You know, burning the candle at both ends like we usually do. We got up a little, a little later than we would typically. Um, oh, this hike. is
1: full shade right now. A little later than we typically. It later. isn't.
0: I was tired too. There's. No oh shade. well, we got up at like what seven thirty. Yeah. Yeah. I didn't like force you awake early. No, you didn't. No, no. I was like, we were both tired. That's right. There was no shade. Okay. And so we ended up getting ready and getting out pretty quickly, and we had to stop and get like food and stuff. We went to the food lion or the. Kitty City as, City, them, City, as someone told us they called it. In, um, One, and that was located in... Someone told us it was called Kitty City. That no, was, we don't want to talk about her yet. Oh, She's we're going to save her. <laughs> we're going to save her for later. Um, yeah, it was located in a shopping plaza. That's all we'll say. Yeah. So, yeah, we were able to get our food, like breakfast, and then any other sort of provisions we needed, even though I kind of brought a lot of stuff with us. You did. And then we headed to the trailhead for the hike we were doing that day, which was what...
1: Old Rag. Now, the Old Rag Trail is like the crowning centerpiece of Shenandoah National Park.
0: Yeah, it's kind of the most, I would say, one of the most traveled trails in the park. And if you... Something people do. It's um, an eight-mile loop.
1: Mm -hmm. And if you go to Shenandoah, you're probably doing old rag. And you should do old rag.
0: And you should do old rag because it's great. Yeah. When we were leaving the house, the Airbnb host was um, doing yoga and she was like, oh, have a great day hiking. What are you hiking? And we said old rag. And she's like, oh, perfect. It's if you go on on the weekends, it would be like a zoo. Right. So we were bolstered by that fact. We um, were. To feel real good. So after
1: Kitty City, we um, (laughs) ate our, our breakfast in the car of just like you know yogurt and cheese Mm -hmm. and nuts and Mm -hmm. berries and um, then we headed down the road about a half an hour into windy backcountry in order to park at the trailhead Okay, so we are driving down the road, winding back roads through Rolling Hills to get to the parking for the old Rag Trailhead. Mm -hmm. We're passing... Cows were passing like hills of farmland and vineyards. There were tons of vineyards around this area of Virginia, you know, that you can visit and taste and whatnot. As you're driving toward, you, you know, will suddenly lose cell phone signal.
0: Yeah, it's not a national park or an area surrounding a national park where a cell phone signal is. Very much so in abundance. Some national parks, that is the case, where you actually have very crisp service. I feel like I'm having an ad for AT&T or Verizon right now. Um, not an official sponsor. Not an official sponsor. Could be, though. Anyway, but so we lost a lot of service here. We did. Just so something to think about. Too. Right,
1: right, right. And, you know, we've mentioned this before, but, like, know how to read a map. Yep. And also, like, it's probably good to have the atlas with yeah. you. Yeah. Because, one, you know... Uh, GPS on phones is good if you're, you know, like if you have it up when you have signal, like it'll stay up. Mm-hmm. You'll be able to see where you are mm-hmm. on roads, but like if the app's not open and you don't have service, like you you don't have access to yeah. any of that. So, um yeah, that was just a matter of like okay, let's just really remember which turns we're taking yeah. so yeah. that we can get there. Um so we did and we finally did get there, which I mean, it was like, you know, we passed some houses that looked like literally in the foothills of these mountains yeah. that were picturesque and exactly as you might imagine them to look.
0: And some freaking huge mansions, too.
1: And some Bel Air sized mansions yeah. with like automatic gates and like bamboo mm-hmm. on either side of the gates. Yeah. Well, that was just one of them. But there were quite a number of giant sweeping mansion. Yes. Yeah. We were later told that was Old Money Virginia. Yeah. So anyway, um we make it to the parking lot and the Old Rag parking lot is um you know, it's like it's a dirt parking lot. Mm-hmm. It's right there, but there were some signs that said that there was some construction happening for new parking for Old Rag. Yeah. We parked and there were some porta johns right there. Mhm. And there's a tiny little ranger station. Yeah. And um, so we knew we were in the right place. But there was a sign that said the trailhead for Old Rag was an a mile down this That's, road. Yeah,
0: like three quarters of a mile down the road.
1: So we knew, you know, so in addition to the eight miles, you
0: did have to go another yeah. three quarters of a yeah. mile twice, you yes. know, to leave your car and then get back. Yeah. So I went to the ranger, like, booth... Um, Because it's not like a full visitor center, Um, it's just like a little outpost. And we had really talked about what we wanted to do because we have on our adventures so far in the national parks really worked off of two national passes or two um, interagency national park passes, which are about $80 for the year. And it gets you into any national park for that year's time. And we really had a discussion on the drive on what we wanted to do because we weren't sure if we wanted to get another interagency pass right now because we won't really be on the road again until like spring. So we made the decision that we were going to be here for two days. We're just going to do, we just bought the week pass for Shenandoah, which is about $30 for a car, which is very typical. I think that's the flat rate in all the national parks, about a $30 flat rate for a car for a week. So we got that which was just a receipt that you basically leave on your dashboard and i got the map from the park ranger and after we were all geared up we headed on down the road
1: it was a little chilly this day but it wasn't too bad i remember i bundled up a lot yeah um thinking that you know i would i would be colder um but yeah lots of layers but we are walking i was
0: in shorts i think Know, it was like sixty. that but day, but it was m- cold in the morning. I was
1: not about having yeah. my legs be chilly. Mm. So
0: mm-hmm. you got to keep them gams. I got to keep up them tight.
1: right, yeah. like a dancer. No, right? Like no, a no dance I was song. wearing my tights. Yeah, one. I brought many tights mm-hmm. on this trip, but at night wore just a pair of tights. Yeah, and that was all. Just no. the tights. I'm
0: all about venting out. I <laughs> no. need airflow. <laughs> I know you are. Yeah. Um, it's hot I, down there. When
1: we were walking along the road in order to get to the trailhead, you could see the construction for what will be the new parking lot.
0: Which is gigantic.
1: Which is gigantic. And there are two sections of it. And I was like, that looks like there's going to be a building there. And I'm curious if they're going to put a visitor center Mm. there. The visitor Mm. centers in Shenandoah are really spread out because... Shenandoah is so big. Right.
0: And we went to one on our first trip mm-hmm. at the we very did. northern part of the park.
1: And on our first trip, we spoke to some, we spoke to a volunteer junior ranger yep. there who gave us some great info. They, there were lots of signs about like exactly where the money was coming from in order to like fund this parking lot. As we were walking along, we, uh, the road, we sort of had to veer off to the left and then the road started to turn into a trail looking road. It
0: was still like a paved trail, like on their way up through the woods. We're hiking at this point when we parked, there was, um, there were two other people, that had parked basically right next to us, and they had started the trail at the same time. So we talked to them for a bit just about hiking. They'd never been to Shenandoah before, but they lived very close, which um, this was their first time. And it was like a really nice day. It was like overcast, warm, and there was a threat of rain at some point, which it actually held out for us the whole time we were hiking, which was nice. So on this
1: paved trail that we were walking here, this was our first interaction with Incline. Yeah. Which was like oh good morning how are you incline it's nice to see you old friend we haven't seen you in a while yeah and um she was here for us she was here loud and clear yeah so the incline wasn't too steep, but no. it was definitely. Yeah, inclined. it was there. Yeah. it was a nice warm up. Yeah, for what was to for come. what was to come. Yeah. So we finally do make it to the top of this like landing where there's like a chain. Yep. Where I, one, it's technically a fire road that you're walking on right then. Yeah. Now. Yeah. And so there's a chain going across. So like you know, you, no like, one, can, no anybody can, could just drive up. Right. Yeah. Exactly. Looking forward is the fire road continues or you can turn left and start heading up the old rag trail, which is what we did. And like right there is where the placard was. Mm -hmm. And the placard said it would take about
0: six six, to seven and a half hours. Six to
1: seven and a half hours to do this trail. You were particularly like, no, well, I don't think that it will take us this long.
0: Well, I think that we tend to... Like, err on the side of a little quicker most of the time with trails. And I do feel like those placards are set up like they're such good information. I'm always curious about like exactly who
1: is the audience for those mm-hmm. placards. I feel like it's meant to be for everybody. Yeah. And that number is trying to give like a general sweeping number to general public. Yeah. Because I do feel like if you are someone who's on trails a lot, you might, you might be. F- you know, you might hike a little faster. Yeah. However, there are some times where they give us that number and that number is super correct. Yes, it's true. So
0: it's a crap shoot really. It is the total crap shoot yeah. every
1: single time. So we were like, all right, well we could be here for four and a half hours. We yeah. could be here for seven and a half hours. Who knows? I
0: think the other thing that we thought time wise after we finished and, and finished in a different time than the board said, I think a lot of that must account for also traffic on the trail and how long it takes when it is very crowded. The trail itself does, in a hiking book that we had at the Airbnb, it said it would take about six hours. It labels the trail as strenuous, which I would agree with. Completely. And it is an elevation change of 2,200 feet. Right. So let's
1: continue down the trail and talk about this elevation gain. And here we are on the first leg of the hike. Yeah. Which is essentially from the trailhead all the way to the summit. is what we'll call the first leg and it is incline the entire way Mm -hmm. however i liked that the incline was for the most part gradual yeah like it was a consistent incline the entire time yeah what like kills me sometimes when like we're walking through trails is like when it's like we're going to be a consistent incline and then we're going to get super steep for a long time and now we're just super steep the whole way yeah that to me just like, I mean, well, it's it like plays with my mind. Yeah. It's such a tease. Yeah. But this, like a Mount Camerer or like a Mount Leconte, was consistent yeah. with this incline for this entire first leg. Yeah. So what are some things that we saw on this first leg?
0: So it was very clearly fall, which hiking in the fall is a pretty magical experience. Last year when we were hiking in Smoky Mountains and this year, it is really just beautiful to see that seasonal change. It was kind of crazy because our days were very similar in like temperature over the last two trips that we did in the fall, where the first day was kind of on the warmer side and then our second day was very cold. Um, So it's, with weather, it's always like kind of a crapshoot. It was just a lot of like, beautiful trees with like gorgeous like foliage still on them. We were definitely there at the end of the season and it was very clear like one good cold day and like one like heavy rain was going to bring the rest of the leaves down, but we definitely got a lot of beautiful landscape all around us the entire time.
1: This is from the United States Geological Survey. This is a report that was written by them and published about the geology of old rag mountain old rag mountain is underlain by a rock called the old rag granite old rag granite formed just over a 1 billion years ago during a mountain building event known to geologists as the grenville orogeny the grenville orogeny formed a great mountain range that stretched from mexico to canada and was perhaps as high as the Rocky Mountains of the western United States. Deep within the ancient Grenville mountain range, the pressure and temperature were great enough to melt the rock in places, forming magma. This molten rock slowly ascended through fractures and conduits and eventually crystallized into the rock we now see today at the surface, old rag granite. Although old rag granite is now exposed at the surface of the earth, the rock crystallized several tens of miles below the land surface. We know this because the minerals and textures found in the granite. For example, as you examine the rocks exposed at the crest of old rag mountain, you will notice the large white crystals of minerals called alkali feldspar. The large size of these crystals indicates that that they had plenty of time to form in magma that cooled slowly deep below the Earth's surface. In contrast, fine-grained volcanic rocks exposed in narrow conduits called dikes along the crest of the old Rag Mountain were erupted at or close to the Earth's surface and thus did not have time to form large crystals.
0: Dusty just gave us a very fascinating glimpse into the geology of the mountain itself but we weren't really seeing a lot of that like boulder like experience yet most of the first leg of the hike is literally like a an incline in the woods we had the entire trail to ourselves we had you know talked to those people at the beginning and then we kind of took off ahead of them and then we were just on an incline through the woods for quite some time before anybody else showed up you know as we're starting to get higher and higher into the incline of the mountain we're starting to see more and more off to our sides and starting to see like more of the surrounding foothills surrounding mountains of old rag we're getting these beautiful beautiful glimpses of what the fall is like in shenandoah we've been how long have we been hiking for about two and a half hours two and a half hours Up old
1: rag. Um, We're close to summit.
0: Yeah, I don't think we're far at all. I think we're pretty much like 100 feet of altitude to go. And not like even a quarter of a mile. Right, so we're close.
1: Um, The view is now just panorama all around of just like gorgeous, beautiful Shenandoah in the fall.
0: Yeah, it's kind of rivaling our trip to smoky mountains last year Sands the, the mist it's rifling yeah i don't know if it's winning
1: but it's rifling it's in the same it's in the same game choose a various sports reference but yeah. <laughs> one of them's gonna have to lip sync for their lives <laughs> well, there we go now we're back on the right metaphor that's right all right all right now we're headed to the summit and with that let's take a break it's time for a game what are we playing today, Dusty? We're playing One Letter Change. So we played a lot of One Letter Change on this trail. So we're going to play that now. Yeah. One Letter Change is where you have two words, but they're only different uh, because of one letter. And you have to give a clue to make the person guess. Okay, are you ready for... hmm mm-hmm? I am. Okay, great. The one I give you is this. Okay. When you take a moment to eat grain... A bread break. Yes.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Great. Okay, great. All right. So mine is the loathsome expression that you would have on your face if you were an unhappy head of state or an unhappy monarch.
1: A crown frown? That's right. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, here's another one. It's like an in real time competition log for people who just amass lots of stuff.
0: Can you repeat that again?
1: It's like an in real time, like okay. competition log. Okay. That's visible. Okay. For people who have a problem amassing tons of things.
0: Okay. Is one of the words hoarder? It's one of the words is hoard. Horde. A hoard board? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> like the leader board. Yeah. <laughs> right. Okay. If you were doling out a soothing cream for sunburn Oh, I don't know. A lot aloe. A to lot allot something.
1: Oh, that was clever. Mm-hmm.
0: And that is one letter change. So at this point, we are starting to see more people on the trail. Um, people have come up behind us at this point who are hiking really fast. And we're also getting into more bouldery sections. We thought we were close to the summit, but in actuality, we were really close to a beautiful bluff that gave us even more of an overlook. So after kind of climbing up through some boulders, um, and large chunky rock, we get to this kind of overlooking bluff that has at least 10 other people at it. And really for old rag, it is a loop, but you basically are going up the one way and then hiking down a fire road. So all of these people had clearly, there were some of the people that had just come up behind us were there. And there were also a group of like older men that had been hiking obviously a lot earlier than us that were at this bluff. But this is I mean, the view that we had just seen was incredible, but this just blew everything out of the water. It absolutely blew everything out of the water. It was definitely
1: like a place to like sit and like just take it in because, you know, you would come, you know, down that incline all the way. And now you could just like sit and really breathe in for a moment. Because I know that when I'm hiking through trails, like, that's what I'm looking for. I'm looking for, like, I mean, and I guess you could technically do that anywhere. But, like, to really do that in a place with such a magnificent view is, I think, um, really special. And so, this is definitely one of those spots. There were lots of people hanging around, and, and there were these two guys hiking together that were really, really cute. I was super awkward
0: around them. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You know, as were you. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah. But we sat for a good like 10 minutes to kind of take everything in because a lot of the times, like it is, we are hiking so much that we do definitely take the moments to stop and really take everything in on the trail but like when you're faced with something like this where it just is such expansive beauty and it's such an incredible overlook it was nice to take that time there and really get a good glimpse in of everything after sitting for a little bit we kind of headed out ahead of everybody else that was there and one thing that we hadn't mentioned is that um the entire trail is marked by blue blazes so As we get past this bluff, we are really relying on the blue blazes that are on the rock faces um, because we are about to head into a section of like pretty fun jungle gym boulders, which is what I live for on a trail. Yes, you Um, do. So I was living my best life here.
1: This is what we'll call the second leg of this trail, which is the bouldering at the top. This is why people do old rag because the, the, The bouldering of these rocks, there's so many of these gigantic boulders that you just have to, like, scroll your way through in order to get to the summit. Yeah. And people come the world over to scramble these boulders. And so that is what we were about to embark on.
0: As we were going through, sometimes the blazes were directional so the blaze actually turned into an arrow sometimes sometimes it was just that like rectangular marking so there could be a little confusion like there were a few times i think when we were in the section where we had to be like wait are we going this way or is it this way there was a lot of like squeezing through narrow passages. There was some chimneying, which is basically when you're kind of wedged between... It's like a rock climbing term where you're kind of wedged between two rocks and you have to kind of shuffle your way down um, with your feet and arms extended on both of the rocks. There was definitely a lot of sit and scooting happening too. There was. It was was a lot. Um, Most of the time, yes, the blue blazes turned into arrows
1: because you needed to know where to go. Right. And so that meant like sometimes you needed to ascend this flat rock face mm-hmm. sometimes it meant you needed to crawl over this rock sometimes it meant you needed to literally crawl underneath and between these other two rocks yeah or down this like narrow passageway and chimney your way through a lot of different boulders yeah. And then another one was, you know, another time it was like, let's... Uh, Crawl under this dangling rock. Oh, that was crazy. Yeah. It happened a couple of times. Well, there, there was, was a smaller very one. very one specific
0: one that was like a staircase that but, had been carved into the rock and there is a dangling and rock And there's there. literally
1: like a, ra- a giant boulder yeah. wedged in between these other two giant boulders. And you just have to walk up and go right underneath. Yeah. And uh, there was another hiker behind us because now we're like in the world of there's like at least 20 to 30 people yeah. around us. And he was like, yeah, one day that rock is just going to fall.
0: Yeah. Which makes sense over time. Makes just sense over time. And water erosion. But I'm like, yeah. I don't want to be here when that happens. No, 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 no one you. wants to be here when that so. happens. Um, eventually we kind of like get to a point where you are still like on boulders. Um, but. We kind of climb into this area where you're actually ducking through a cave, um, which was pretty cool. Like there was like you had to in order to continue on the trail go through this like kind of L shaped cave that would take you onward and upward. Unfortunately, here there was a lot of graffiti too. Um, this really pissed me off. Yeah. Um,
1: <clears throat> again, like, I'm just going to say barbecue. this. Who cares? Like, I, yeah, I don't care that you love barbecue and I don't care that you were there. Yeah. I really don't. I don't care who you loved at the time. Yeah. Like, you know, just be a person in the world. Love who you love. Yeah. I don't need you to write it or carve it onto the side of a rock that didn't ask for that.
0: And then it kind of turns into a little bit of woodsy again. Like there's more trees at this point. We see a sign for someone had written in the rock, like summit, like I forget who, what his name was. Art. Art. Something. Yeah.
1: But he had done the summit in, in like 45 two, yeah. minutes. Yeah. And it was like, great.
0: Yeah. Here's Good your, for you. Here's your trophy. Yeah. Here's um, your applause break. But we're continuing to climb up. And then we stumble up across this dad and son, their dorg named Ani. Oh,
1: but it, it was such a
0: cute dog. But. How, okay. Yeah. And here we are back yeah.
1: to this sort of situation, this problematic situation that I find myself in which is there were so many signs very clear <laughs> signs at the top of the trail like this no dogs no pets but yes this dog was here
0: yeah and it's also Ugh. understandable as to but why I, I pet that dog no i, I know you such did. a great type so I did know. you i know i did i loved it it uh, was such a cute Ani. dog um And at this point where, you know, they're like, you can go ahead of us if you want. Like the dad was a little older. He's like, I'm hiking a little slow. And I was like, no, you're fine. Like, it's okay. And they're like, okay, we're going this way. And I'm like, okay, there are parts of this trail too. Like we were saying with the blazes, sometimes the blazes disappear for a minute. And so one way could look like a trail and the other way could look like a trail. It's like a fork. And you have to kind of wander a little bit to see where the blaze is. And so they're like, well, we're going to just keep climbing up here. This makes sense. And I was like, oh, there's clearly a path over to our left here. Yeah, and so, a blaze over here. And there was the blaze. So but that I screamed was the up last time we saw them. <laughs> that sounds really dire. But uh, it is. It was. No, we got a little further and then we were through that kind of like narrow maze of and boulders. did we see and them again? We looked back and they were at the top of, oh, they, oh, okay. they went to like the top of a bigger boulder, which wasn't oh, the see. summer. Summer. The summit. <laughs> after kind of meandering through some bigger boulders after that part, it's not that long and we're basically at the summit. Um, yeah. And
1: the summit is sort of like a wraparound summit. Yep. Like you have, you can access many different places to look out mm-hmm. from, uh, from this one like sort of junction. Yeah. Like you can just venture out. Now I will say there is like some marked off territory mm-hmm. spots right there and they're like, please don't walk through this because we're doing some plant restoration. Oh my God, please never walk through plant restoration. Right don't ever do that yeah right. never 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 ever you can just like sit on boulders and like you know just like look out into this gorgeous view and do it from all sides yeah essentially yeah we made it to the top and we're like we're sitting there and this is when we decided to sit and eat
0: yeah it was kind of our first eating it break, was our first
1: eating break and this was the moment i was like we should have had peanut butter sandwiches
0: <laughs> right there and, was definitely a lament
1: and we didn't have no, peanut butter sandwiches i know
0: they have become a trail mainstay for us they have yeah we packed we them every time we yeah. beefed it on this trail. we we beefed it <laughs> yeah i was um, like
1: give me the bar and give me all the trail mix right. and we basically ate that whole bag yeah. but yeah i was hungry yeah getting hangry yeah i really got in touch with my hangry like <laughs> you this did. time you did. i really did this was whole a trip for you because it was nice to be able to recognize, like, why am I getting so frustrated? Oh, it is because I'm hungry. Yeah. It's good to be able to, like, Oh, clock, to identify your feelings. Identify
0: and, your feelings and where like, they're coming from. Exactly, the source. The source right. of them. Um, we spent a great deal of time up at the summit because it is, like, a very beautiful panoramic view. When we were sitting, it was definitely, like, it was very windy at the top, which makes sense. We were sitting and there was this guy that was just screaming information oh at my somebody. God.
1: He was on the phone because somehow there was some cell service up at the top, and um he had misplaced his rain jacket. He was asking
0: if he, someone he had seen it. That was, was sitting asking
1: there. if somebody had seen it on their way up, and they said no. And then he was on the phone with the hotel he stayed at to see if he had left it there uh-huh. and he was just like screaming his, his email, email address. address yeah into the phone yeah um if you've seen this man's uh rain jacket you can let us know because we still know his email address yeah. <laughs> um
0: we didn't see it on the way we up, did we definitely not, had come up after him he was
1: really concerned about it yeah um, it was a moment like that i was like listen i get it i i am i understand that you know replacing a rain jacket like that could be a huge inconvenience for somebody but then there was also the part of me that was like okay let's talk about where we can get another rain jacket maybe that's you know i'm pretty sure we could like find one you know secondhand somewhere or somebody's got an extra one that they can loan you or give to you you know what i mean like but yeah he was losing his mind over this rain jacket Um, i mean poor guy yeah
0: yeah uh, but we, there are
1: other things to get that concerned yes. about that I think we could put our energy yeah. into.
0: As we're sitting at the top of the summit, we also are able to see because, I mean, the foliage at this point is gorgeous to be able to see all the fall colors and all these different peaks and to get a really intense view of everything around us. But because it's fall, you're also able to see through the trees a decent amount. So we we're able to see a road down below. And I was like, I think that might be the fire road, because basically, once you're at the summit, you're headed back down that fire road that we mentioned at the beginning of our hike um and it was in in the distance so we had a lot of descent to do after this point you know after sitting for a little while we kind of packed up and then i really wanted to go to all the different jut outs just to see what the different views were like so we did that we did
1: and um it was in this moment that we you know having sat for a few minutes we like got cold again yeah and like, i was like i'm glad i moving. brought that scarf yeah. <laughs> right get that body moving so yeah that, um the gloves went back on the yeah. hat went back on yeah and then you know uh then we looked at all those
0: jutoffs offs yeah and then we sort of set off onto the descent yeah and the descent wasn't terrible by any means and with that let's take another break It's time
1: for Drag Queen Corner. Ladies, gentlemen, and everyone in between, please welcome to the stage... Madison, Madison Plaza. Plaza. Okay, so Madison Plaza was the name of the... You shopping know, Plaza. The Shopping where Plaza. Where the Kitty City was, Kitty a.k.a. C- C- Food Lion. Food Lion. Yeah. Kitty City. Kitty <laughs> City. I mean, she's also a queen. Yeah. Madison Plaza and, and Kitty, Kitty City. City are probably a double act. Yeah. So when I think of Madison Plaza... Mm-hmm. Well I immediately think of like the Plaza hotel right. so I feel like she's like a very sort of like um gorgeous proper kind of like um uh, uh socialite looking mm-hmm. queen like she looks expensive yeah. Right. And she is expensive. And she is expensive. Yeah. Right. Uh, to book her costs you a lot. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Madison Plaza. Only I do comes feel out like she, for some reason,
0: I feel like she's stuck in the nineties though. She's like, she's oh, got she's like, like a nineties 90s 90s socialite? socialite for some reason. Maybe it's like, I think
1: it's the name Madison. Yeah. Madison feels like a name of a girl from a nineties high school. Movie. Right.
0: Right. And she was an ice cold, like, you know, oh, queen bee. Yeah. Mm. I feel like she's like, you know, her nose is up in the air all the time. Interesting. She's, you know, ha- very highbrow about everything.
1: But I feel like it. But I feel like she's the comedy queen, mm-hmm. and I feel like she's very highbrow about very very specific things. Mm-hmm. Like she would be very highbrow about grocery stores. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah. So I don't know if she and Kitty City would necessarily have. Oh, probably a, not. A good she would try and distance herself. It would just from be Kitty animosity, <laughs> right?
1: Um, also, what a great queen, animosity. I know they're just the all list. coming That's out right. today.
0: That's right.
1: Um, but yeah, no, I feel I feel like Madison Plaza has a really high bouffant hair, uh-huh. and um, everything is just she looks like perfection. Uh huh.
0: I feel like for some reason, especially because she's a '90s queen, I feel like Vogue is the song for her. Oh, okay. I feel I just feel that. I feel mm-hmm. like she embodies that in some ways. Right. Yeah.
1: Right. I also Do sort of. you have feelings on the song? I I feel yes. Yeah. I feel like that could work. Yeah. I feel like that's a bit like. I mean, on I feel like every drag queen yeah. could sure sync to Vogue. The, yeah. You know what I mean? So no, I Is feel like material she. Girl?
0: I feel like she's mm, Madonna. y
1: Madonna. Yeah. Maybe but some more on early time. Kylie. Okay. Minogue. Uh huh. Um. Maybe, like Locomotion? Maybe that. Is that what you're thinking? I'm thinking that. Or, you know what? This is what I could see her doing. Okay. This is 80s, but whatever. Now we're mixing genre. Don't care. Is um, I could see her doing Lost in Your Eyes by Debbie Gibson. Okay. Yeah. Because Debbie Gibson to me is just like quintessential, mm-hmm. like late 80s okay high school girl sound uh-huh and so yeah, now anyway. that you said
0: that i feel like um she could do betty davis eyes oh yeah i'm mm-hmm. just like now we're riffing on this, now we're riffing all the on the songs it. yeah okay. i like yeah, that though. i like her too yeah and i like what she's got going on so
1: yeah ladies gentlemen and everyone in between please welcome to the stage madison, madison plaza madison.
0: So we are probably about 20 minutes past the summit of Old Rag right now. We're on the trail to the fire road which is going to take us back down to the parking lot. And it's beautiful fall woods. At night I bet it would be really creepy. Yeah. I would <laughs> imagine that it would be very very creepy. We're at this cabin right now.
1: It's a stone cabin and it's called Bird's Nest.
0: And it's got like a very old like English sign that has, like, a raven on it. Yeah, and bird is spelled with a Y. It is. We should figure out what that means. We should. So the bird's nest is, or was, is a shelter. And it wasn't, it was barred, so you couldn't get in at this point in time. Um, But there was, like, a picnic table in a covered area. So if you needed
1: to seek refuge, you
0: could. And that really wasn't that far after leaving the summit that we hit that, after a little bit of minor descent. After leaving the bird's nest, it was a little bit more descent. Like, we took a look at the map at the summit, and it was clear that, like, before we hit the fire road, we had this little bit of section of the trail to kind of get to.
1: The majority of the descent that, you know, all the decline we were going to have to do was in that section in that tiny section
0: we knew that like once we hit there was going to be like another shelter and bathrooms that we were going to hit and then basically we were at the point where we would be starting on the fire road which after a little bit more descent we kind of quickly got to um it really wasn't that long um, before we hit the fire road. It was
1: a really beautiful walk d- doing that descent because yeah. it was fast. Like, yeah. we ended up descending really quickly. Mm-hmm. And um, I remember when we were walking, I was like, oh my God, like, hello. Like, we are descending quickly. Yeah. I think that was when the hiking poles came out. Yeah, yeah. We Finally, definitely them we definitely then. brought them out then. Yeah. Because you had, I'd forgotten to bring mine and yeah. you brought yours. And I just
0: had them in my bag, which yes. was actually very, very helpful for and us yeah so,
1: I was really glad we had those on our way down. And
0: we even used them on the fire road too, even though for the most part it was like a kiddie coaster. Um, it was one of kiddie our, coaster. One of our favorite queens. Mm-hmm. Um, because it was a very like windy, undulating sort of path um, that was a, another sort of beautiful walk in the woods, different from the start. I mean, the fact this that it was the, a fire road, fire road was like, mm-hmm. you know, it didn't. It didn't feel like a fire road. It just felt like a, a really beautiful walk in the woods. And we're right next to a river. So we get all of that beautiful, like, natural water sound flowing over things um, as we're walking through these just, like, leaf-trodden paths. Um, and the fire road was just a great way to kind of wrap up the trail. Like, I thought it was such a nice way to just kind of like cool down after all that it was exertion.
1: Such a perfect cool down. Yeah. Um it was flat. I mean by Flat-ish. flat I mean the f- surface was flat. Yeah. Um but it, we were still declining yeah. on it which was also nice. But that was super gradual. Super gradual.
0: Yeah.
1: Um and as we were walking yeah it was lovely having the river right there and like you know it was nice to just like uh after a long experience hiking upwards and then bouldering it was nice to have a nice cool down for um, for our legs and our
0: feet yeah at the end of the fire road there are a couple of Bridges. Mm-hmm. Like metal bridges that the fire road basically crosses some streams. So you don't have to do that on foot. The park system has provided these narrow metal bridges for you to cross. And there's a series of three before you kind of are back at the start of the trailhead. Um, and, you know, we knew that when we had started, we saw one of the metal bridges. I didn't realize that there was a system of three there because the other ones are kind of around a bend. Yeah, there was
1: one yeah. that you could see from yeah. the trailhead.
0: Yeah. Um, but we were like, okay, we're very close. And then very close ended up being, oh, we're very done. <laughs> um, and it was like a great way to like end and come back to that trailhead and come full circle. And it was just such a beautiful hike. I Old Rag is... I think of all the hikes we did, even though they were all awesome, like Shenandoah, talk about Utah. Shenandoah. Who Shenandoah. Who, who knew? knew? I mean, people know, but Old yeah. Rag is definitely yeah. like a you trail old rag.
1: that I would be like, like if you were like, hey, let's just like drive down to Shenandoah for the day and do yeah. Old Rag and be like,
0: yes. And that's kind of a thing too. It's like for us... And for, you know, kind of anyone in the mid-Atlantic region, Shenandoah is pretty accessible, which we talked about, like, even if we wanted to go down for a night, like, get up super early one day and drive down to Shenandoah, hike the day, go to bed, get up and hike super early and then dip out and come home. It's a doable thing, which is really, really nice. Yeah.
1: Yes. Yeah. It's nice to have that so nearby. Yeah.
0: So we have completed... The old Rag Trail. Um, we just walked down the fire road, crossed uh, three bridges, and we are back to the trailhead. And uh, yeah, that was one of the most fun. Yeah, it was a really good time, and it only took us about five hours um, from car to car. Basically, I mean, we're assuming we'll get back to the car and the time that we need to make our five-hour mark. But yeah, yeah, it was you know, and we stopped a lot. We had some great, incredible views. See, right now
1: we're looking at a ton of... um, So everything is fall and you can hear the leaves crunching here. But uh, there are these look like little tiny baby pine trees all over the place that are just so green. um, And they're sort of piercing right through all of the fall colors.
0: So Old Rag Trail, as we were... Told by our signboard and some guidebooks, would take us between six and seven and a half hours. It's a 2,200 foot elevation difference um, throughout the trail. The um, the mountain itself, the elevation is at 3,291 feet. The trail itself is 9.4 miles. It's a loop. I would imagine that includes that three quarter of the mile walk um, from the parking lot there, which will probably be shortened when this new parking lot opens. The trail. For us with breaks took us five hours. We started at about nine thirty and we finished at about two thirty. And I really do think a lot of that is probably because of time when it's very crowded. I, I bet you that timing on that board really says that because it's such a crowded hike because and it's so popular. Especially
1: on the boulders, I yeah. would imagine you have to go real slow if there are a ton of people around. Yeah. So let's put her on the Karen Stone scale.
0: Great. Okay. I'm gonna say a seven. I'm going to say a six. Okay. Um, I thought it was strenuous, but I think we've done things that were a little bit more strenuous. Like I feel like for me, Yosemite falls is like the thing that pops out in oh, my mind. Like, well, that as, is like 10, you know, ten, out ten, ten. <laughs> 10 out tens of 10, out of 10s across the board, 20s, 20s. But I feel like this was such a fun hike for me. There was a lot of exertion that needed to, you know, that happened that we had to like put out a lot of energy for it. But for me, the top was so much fun um, it was fun. I'm giving I'm giving it
1: a um the six points is just for the incline at the top uh-huh. And then the additional point for me is like had I not gone to the indoor gym and like yeah. done bouldering okay at the beginning of this friendship yeah like there's no way that I would have been able to do that at the top. yeah. I mean or I like had have have any kind of like real, Solid, safe approach to how yeah. to do those sure. things.
0: But people do it all the time that I'm sure haven't rock climbed. But I get sure. where you're coming from. That's the only reason I'm so, sticking with seven. So she's a 13 out of 20 on the she's Karen Stone scale. 13 out of 20.
1: And now let's play some Jeopardy, Mike. What is your category today?
0: My category is called Rags to Riches in oh. honor of old Rag. I'm doing a little bit of a wordplay here.
1: Is this a whole?
0: Is this an entire category just on the musical Annie? It is. I'm mm-hmm. going to sing and hum a bar of music, and you have to identify it. Oh. Um, you're going to be good. No, it's um, actually I'm playing on the word Rag. So a Rag is also known. Um, in slang as, like, a gossipy newspaper. Um, oh, right. So this category is all about um, famous lawsuits by celebrities against, like, National Enquirer-type magazines. Oh, okay, great. So, yeah, I did a I did a weird, like, curveball on this okay, one. Okay, great, I like it. Okay, a- Rags to Riches for 100. This is by far the splashiest settlement to come out of a tabloid legal drama in a long while. The defendant, an Australian native, sued Bowers Media Women's Day and Australia Woman's Weekly after they baselessly claimed that she was a liar and a swindler who changed aspects of her character, name, upbringing, and age, to name a few, in order to appear more appealing to Hollywood. All said and done, she walked away with $4.5 million, the largest defamation in Australian history, in this very recent legal win.
1: Oh my god. um, Australia, was this... Nicole Kidman?
0: It's not Nicole
1: Kidman. Was it, I'm going to keep guessing, Margot Robbie? No. Was it's, it someone you
0: might not think is Australian, but as Kate, this was like super recent? Kate Blanchett? No, it's Rebel Wilson. I was thinking Rebel Wilson. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Great. Okay. Good for her. Good for her. Rags to riches for 200 Okay. Praise Zenu that this third wife was able to get her day in court when Star Magazine claimed that she was addicted to drugs. While most people who are Scientologists may be addicted to something, it's mostly getting clear. In fact, what she was using in a photo that spurred the claim by Star was an e-meter, which is something used in Scientology. And when all of the Thetans gathered to help her, or whatever, she was awarded substantial damages, which were all donated to charity. And since she's left Scientology, her charity of choice is no longer c Court Futures.
1: Okay. So this is someone who was in Scientology. Mm-hmm. Who was a third wife. Who's a third wife?
0: Mm-hmm. Of someone who is a Scientology famous person.
1: Is it... Is it Katie
0: Holmes? It is Katie Holmes. mm mm-hmm. <laughs> Yes.
1: Nicole Kidman was second wife. Second. Do Minnie you know- Driver. Wrong. No. Minnie Driver was not his <laughs> first wife. They've never been married. It's a different actress, and I can't
0: remember her name right now. But no, it's not Minnie okay. Driver. Okay. Minnie Van Driver? Minnie Van Driver. All right. Rags okay, to riches right. for 300 This then-power couple sued the National Enquirer after claiming that they were caught up in a heroin ring and with all when with this husband's sometimes gaunt looks and the fact that he posed with the fan who was charged with possession meant that the story took on a life of its own clearly love does cost a thing because the two sued the publication for six figures we're looking for a couple
1: okay is this jlo mm-hmm. and then um mark anthony that's right <laughs> <Wow>. correct right
0: <laughs> Rags to Riches for 400. This funny lady won a big legal victory against tabloids and using the First Amendment as a shield when she sued the National Enquirer in 1976 after they claimed that she was drunk, loud, and belligerent when she met Henry Kissinger. Clearly, the National Enquirer was channeling her future role as an off-putting matron in charge of many youths in a classic musical-turned-movie.
1: Is this Carol Burnett? It is Carol Burnett. Great. Great. Well-constructed rich- clothes. You're welcome.
0: Mm-hmm. Rags to Riches for 500. This country musician and husband of famous 90s Just a Girl Rocker sued In Touch Weekly after they reported him having a drinking problem, which included libelous statements like he drinks before noon drinking destroyed his first marriage and that he urinates in public while the story claimed he hit rock bottom. It was more like he came out on top tomato here.
1: Is this Blake Shelton?
0: It is correct. Congratulations. Thank it's you. It's very interesting to me because originally I had the clues in a reverse order as that one being number one. And, oh. and it's funny that number one and two, which I thought were easier were the ones that stumped you a little bit. Yeah, they were. Yeah. They were. So that's rags to riches. Great. Great. My
1: category is called Virginia is for movie lovers. Great. I almost did a category that
0: was based off of this. Well,
1: this is not a category about movies that take place in Virginia. Okay. This is about movies that technically speaking have shots of the movie filmed in Virginia. Okay. So you just have to guess the film. Great. Okay, so Virginia is for movie lovers for 100. While this iconic 80s classic takes place in the Catskills of New York, it was actually filmed between Asheville and Pembroke, Virginia, which makes sense given that no one puts baby in a corner.
0: What is dirty dancing?
1: Correct. 200. While this early 90s thriller saw a central character in Jodie Foster trying to forget her West Virginia roots, it was mostly shot in Pennsylvania. A few shots of the FBI Academy, however, makes it so that part of this movie was technically shot in Quantico, Virginia.
0: What is the solence of the worms? <laughs> yes. I literally I have, this have here make the sound at the end. And a nice county.
1: <laughs> okay, great. 300. Yep. While this Nicole Kidman Civil War film takes place in North Carolina, the majority of the outdoor scenes were shot in the Carpathian Mountains in Romania, except for a handful of scenes that were shot in Richmond and Williamsburg, Virginia. Regardless, they got Renee Zellweger the Oscar she should have won for Chicago the year before.
0: What is Cold Mountain?
1: Correct. 400. While this film about a female Navy SEAL was shot in California, Florida, and also Richmond, its most iconic scene involves a Demi Moore, a sink, a mirror, and a hair trimmer.
0: What is Charlie's Angels full throttle? I know it's not. It's G.I. Jane. It's G.I. Jane. (laughs) But I love Charlie's Angels Angels full throttle. Great. Yeah.
1: 500. Ware Neck and Gloucester, Virginia appear... In this futuristic Tom Cruise thriller that was
0: gently inspired by Shakespeare's Macbeth. What is Minority Report? Yes, nailed it. Also, a movie I like, even though, you know, I know. Zeno. Oh, Lord. <laughs>
1: This has been Gaze at the National Parks, the podcast, and we're here to remind you to hike early
0: and hike often, and that adventure is always out there. Gaze at the National Parks was created and is hosted by Dustin Ballard and Michael Ryan. All original artwork
1: featured on Instagram and on our website is by Michael Ryan. This episode was edited by Dustin Ballard. To see images from this episode, follow our Instagram at Gaze at the National Parks. To contact us, email us at gazeatthenationalparks@gmail.com. at gmail.com. And to see more about Shenandoah National Park and other national parks spoken about on this podcast, visit our website, gaysatthenationalparks.com.
0: All original music was written by Dave Seaman and performed by Dave Seaman, Mariella Klinger, and Sean Sclios. Our music producer is Skylar Fortgang. We would like to acknowledge that while hiking in the Shenandoah National Park,
1: we were hiking on the traditional lands of the Manahoic and Monacan tribes. Stay tuned for more episodes about Shenandoah National Park here at Gaze at the National Parks.